Well, I've got no doubt that away from the pharmacy, we're contributing to those 1.3 million video views that happen every minute. But when we think about creating video for our pharmacies, we think it's too hard, it's too complicated, we don't have the expertise, and it can't be done. But it's never been simpler and easier. And that's why I've invited Jules Blundell from Video Buzz, the author of Capture More Customers with Video, to share with you how you can get started today. Welcome to the Transformation Show, where success pharmacy owners and technology partners help you to build a better 21st century pharmacy by embracing technology. Here is your host, Robert Starr. G'day everyone and welcome back to Transformation, the only dedicated podcast in the world where pharmacy and technology collide to bring you, the motivated pharmacy owner, all that you need to build your smarter, more successful 21st century business before it's too late. My name's Robert Starr, your host and guide on this fantastic journey of ours, all the way through to episode number 70. We're at the midway point of 2015, so we've got a big show today coming your way. We've got enough time for a check-in with you to see how you're going at the halfway point of 2015. We also announced the Transformation Keep Cup winner, introduce you to this week's new show sponsors. And also, we're going to get stuck into video and your pharmacy today. You'll leave this episode feeling confident about everything that you need to do to get started with capturing more customers with video. But more about that in a moment. And also a transformation motivational quote of the week with a little twist today as well. So how's your week been? We are at the halfway point of 2015, no doubt about it. How are you going with your goals? I know that at the beginning of this year, a lot of you joined me for our best year ever webinar that we had earlier, probably it was about February of this year. And one of the goals I shared with you was uh, that I was going to run a half marathon. Now, I haven't done it yet. I uh, did get pretty close in my training around April and I got up to about 16 kilometers, uh, but just sort of stayed at that level for a period of time now and now looking to, again, go up the mountain again towards October 18th, which of course is the Melbourne Marathon. Now, I'm not going to run the marathon. I haven't supercharged my goals and saying I'm going to go do that, but I'm booked myself in for the half marathon. So if any of you are in Melbourne and Victoria and you'd like to join me, I'd be more than happy to uh, run along with you on October 18th. Interesting week this week. I was featured on a other podcast show this week, which was the Retail Guy and the Go-To Retail Show. It was a really, really interesting interview. It was nice to, I guess, talk about retail as a general concept as opposed to just applying to pharmacy. We spoke about what's holding retailers back, the current retail mindsets, what technologies are a must-have for retailers and the first thing retailers should do to gain more time. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes if any of you are interested in uh, hearing what it sounds like when I'm on the other side of the microphone. I know we got a little taste last week with uh, the uh, recording from the Pharmacy News interview that I uh, put together with last week's show with Kylie Bartlett, which of course was fantastic and really must thank you for the feedback that you sent through. I know Facebook is a little bit of a faux topic on this show and we sometimes don't quite understand what to ask, how to go about it, but uh, it was just great to get so such good feedback that uh, it was really practical and you got a lot out of it as well. I'm also going to share with you, I uh, have been trialing with the Apple Watch for a couple of weeks now and I uh, wanted to share with you a little bit of my observations as I'm sure you've all been aware it's been out since April. Um, I only got mine a couple of weeks ago and uh, I thought I might share with you what relevance it may have for pharmacy because I think that there is absolutely relevance and uh, a few practical elements that I've taken away from it as well. I think the first thing you need to think about when you think I guess look at an Apple Watch, is that it's not a standalone device. If you expect it to be a standalone device and never have to walk around with your phone, you're going to be grossly disappointed. It just doesn't do that. But once you think of it as an extension of your phone, it's a brilliant device, and I'm going to share with you a few of my observations. I think the first things that I've noticed since I've had the Apple Watch is that I just don't seem to be taking the phone out of my pocket anywhere near as much, uh, particularly when you get those familiar rings or vibrations and you just want to 
to see what that notification was. Really quick, just to flick the wrist, see what it is, put it away. And um, it's getting a lot of those small little things coming up throughout the day out of the way very quickly. Um, a few complimentary apps that I think will have relevance for pharmacy. So Passbook, for those of you who haven't utilized it, if you've flown with Virgin or Qantas in Australia, a lot of our overseas listeners are probably quite familiar with uh, different boarding passes that can be loaded into the Apple Passbook, which is basically like a virtual wallet uh, where you can store all of these uh, boarding passes, movie tickets, sporting tickets, even loyalty cards. And that's where I think it's going to have a really big place in pharmacy. I mentioned in episode 65 when I caught up with uh, a few representatives from AeroHive at the Retail Tech Conference in Melbourne um, that one of the functionalities they have is the ability to recognize you through your smartphone that you come into store and automatically bring up your loyalty card as you enter into the store and give you an offer, which is quite a remarkable thing too. Um, so there's certainly an opportunity there when customers walk into pharmacy in the future to actually have their loyalty card come up on their smartwatch, uh, ready to be scanned at the register. So therefore, they don't need to carry another card, which is, uh, I think, fantastic for us males. And uh, we don't like carrying any more cards than we need to in our thinner wallets. So of course, uh, of course, uh, the females amongst us are very versed in having larger purses with lots of cards, but uh, that may be the way of the past as well. Evernote, I mentioned that product a lot on this show. I'm going to mention a couple of things about it today. It's got a huge opportunity for us, particularly in pharmacy, um, through its Apple Watch app. And where I go with this is that it's got really accurate voice dictation. I was absolutely astounded. And I'm now thinking that the days of ever needing to pick up a sticky note, even when you just need to write down a two-sentence thing as you walk, as you go along on the dispensary bench, you can actually just quickly get your watch out, talk into it, take that note down about something you might want to follow up with a patient and get back to it. And uh, of course, being something that is cloud enabled, uh, it could all be then sent to a dispensary assistant or another assistant that you have in the pharmacy to collect all of those notes and perhaps be starting to put the actions into place whilst you're still out talking to customers. So really good opportunity there. Uh, PowerPoint integrates really, really well. So it has an integrated clicker and timer. So I'm doing a presentation this Friday in Melbourne uh, for Evernote as part of one of their panels. And I'm going to be utilizing that um, and I've tested it out a little bit uh, in the office and it works particularly well. Uh, LastPass integrates really well with the Apple Watch. Um, I'm probably not 100% sold on whether it's really practical, but it allows us to search for our passwords and sites uh, via voice uh, rather than having to type it in. Um, but also if we want to record some secure notes, so things that we don't want to be going anywhere else or letting anyone else get access to it, really good for that. I can see that as a big opportunity um, and also access to some of those things. So particularly where I could see down the track where we're storing codes for safes and things like that and we're sharing that secure note with the safe code uh, to another employee, if they had an Apple Watch, then they could um, access it on there. Really long bow to draw on that one. Um, so again, not 100% sold that it will be that useful. Um, Non-urgent communications are everywhere on this device. So if you use Apple Messages, Voxer, Skype, even Haytel is another one that I know one of our colleagues utilize. Um, you can do all of that through the smartwatch. So really nice from a walkie-talkie perspective that you can uh, get your message, listen to it, send it back. Unfortunately, it's not voice message sent just yet but you can do voice dictation. So really quite useful. Um, and of course, if you want to answer phone calls, you can do it Dick Tracy style. So really, really good. Um, I've enjoyed it and I think it's certainly aiding my productivity, but I'll uh, bring you more as I continue to uh, experiment with some different apps that may be around. But I thought I might just share because it's not all about work. It's, there is some fun to go with it. And if you follow footy in Australia and you're a passionate supporter, 
as I am of the uh, St Kilda Saints, you'll love the uh, Footy Live app for the uh, Apple Watch. Is uh, checking a football score, and even if you are an NRL fan as well, I have been partial to the uh, uh, Rabbitohs and also the Storm, and uh, you can just simply check your uh, score at the flick of a wrist. And um, that is as simple as it is. It's uh, quite remarkable. So if you're out on a Saturday uh, evening for dinner and you need to check the football score, it is just a flick of a wrist. So really, really good. Um, The event I mentioned I'll be talking at uh, on Friday is the Evernote event. So um, all the tickets were sold out to that um, about a week ago. Um, I did mention it, I think, in episode 68. Uh, They got 300 coming along, which was remarkable. Um, And it's all about learning the new features of Evernote that have been rolled out. So I might actually learn a little bit more about the product than I don't know already and some tips and tricks of how you can get more out of your workday. And I use it every single day. Um, So I might share with you next week some of the things I learned from that um, and also uh, some of the things I shared. Uh, Transformation Limited Edition Keep Cup. We have a winner. Uh, we've got Irian Baratakis, and I'll uh, embed your Instagram photo in the uh, show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 70. Fantastic photo from Irian um, inside a robot um, and, uh, you know, really just loving the whole technology aspect as well. Um, I think it was a rower and, uh, yeah, certainly a fantastic piece of technology. So, uh, I'll put that in the show notes and we'll get that out to you very shortly. But if you'd like to be one to win our very last limited edition Transformation Keep Cup, um, post an iTunes review by visiting robertstar.com forward slash iTunes or like Irian, snap a photo of you doing something of a transformation flavor and don't forget to uh, use the hashtag transformation on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, however you would like to do it. Um, Absolutely fantastic. And if you do happen to miss out on the Keep Cup, I can promise you I will find a way to make it up to you and uh, get you a sensational prize. Today's episode is brought to you today by Easy Employer. So do you feel as though you're wasting time and money managing your staff? You're not sure where to start in improving the way you manage your workforce. Get a workforce management health check from Easy Employer, the experts in streamlined staff management, and it will assess your current workforce management practices and find ways to improve your systems and processes. The health check can save you up to 95% of time currently spent managing your staff and up to 10% of your weekly payroll. The workforce management health check is usually a once-off investment of $1,495, but for all of you motivated pharmacy owner listeners of Transformation or the readers of the Transformation magazine, it'll be conducted as a complimentary service for you. So give the guys at Easy Employer an hour of your time and they will change the way you manage your staff for the better. So you can visit easyemployer.com forward slash health check. I'll put the link in the show notes at robertstar.com forward slash episode 70 and make sure you grab that fantastic offer. Anyway, we are going to head straight into 2017. And when I say 2017, that's where the future of the internet is going. Video will make up 80% of all internet traffic by 2017, as I've already probably mentioned in the introduction, and it just represents such a huge opportunity for small and large businesses, and particularly pharmacy. And we don't have a better guest in Jules Blundell who could give us better insights than she has today. And of course, she wrote a book about it. Absolutely sensational. I know you'll love it, and uh, I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Our interview today is with Jules Blundell. She's the founder of Video Buzz and the author of Capture More Customers with Video, and otherwise known as the messaging maestro, who's on a mission to ensure every Australian business embraces video. Jules Blundell, welcome to the Transformation Show. Hi, thanks, Rob. Thanks for inviting me on. Oh, look, fantastic to have you, Jules. And we get so many questions from different colleagues that we've spoken about. We've spoken recently on the show about social media and also the growth of video and things like YouTube. And I know that you'll bring a whole lot of background and wealth of knowledge around how our listeners today can get the best benefits out of video. 
Well, I hope so. I'll try, I'll try my best, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> no, very, very good. And, and Jules, I guess, you know, why do you see video as so important? Obviously, you know, for modern businesses and pharmacies are small businesses, um, you know, there's been a lot of growth and I guess it's never been uh, easier to be able to get into it. But um, I guess, how did you get involved in video and I guess, why have you seen it of growing importance? Um, I've kind of, um, my, I've got a, quite an elect, eclectic background and I've sort of fallen into specializing in video more recently. And I, and it's because I see that it's, it's going to be how we communicate in the future. It's going to be every, you know, people are getting short, their, their attention spans are getting shorter and shorter and shorter. So your messages have to be sharper and sharper and sharper as you're going down. And and so I've got a really strong sales and marketing background and, you know, set up several businesses myself. And I, what I've seen during that the last 20 years is I've just seen that, you know, the changes in trends in marketing and things like that. And we're now moving from SEO to content marketing. And I think we just saw, I just saw the opportunity with video and I think video is the most powerful marketing tool available to businesses today. Yeah, look, absolutely. And I guess there's just so many different ways we've communicated in the past, you know, particularly in pharmacy. Our staples have typically been, you know, local newspaper advertising, which is obviously a static red word or perhaps even an image that we can put on there. And, uh, you know, video typically for, for a lot of our listeners may only have been provided to them if they were under a banner of a Chemmart or a Terry White um, and having a TV commercial for your whole brand, but certainly not for an individual store. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, but it was even outside pharmacy, it was the same for the every, most other businesses because the only people that could afford to do it were the large corporates. And video was primarily used for advertising on television. But with the advent of the internet and, the, and then moving into smart technology, it's become prolific. And anybody, everybody is basically a video a videographer. They can, they've got a, um, you know, a camera in their pocket at all times. So that's why we've seen the growth, massive growth on YouTube of the, the um, people. It's weird. There's thousands of videos where people are just unwrapping things that they've bought on eBay or that, you know, as we know, the kittens um, videos that are flying around. It's because yeah. everybody, everybody, doesn't matter who you are, now has access and can produce a video that is of ex- similar quality to what we see on our television adverts. Yeah, look, absolutely. And I guess, you know, we keep hearing all of these different press stories around of uh, people making hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars of advertising on YouTube and uh, possibly even Instagram with Im- images as well now. And uh, I guess uh, the whole world has changed in terms of, I guess, where our attention is going and not as much as going to the traditional forms of media. And perhaps it's more into these own media where we can really access a specialised audience and a specific level of content that's of interest to us personally rather than just what everyone else is watching and listening to. Yeah, and it's the other, the thing that I guess for me, the thing that is the clincher for me is all about um, how the mind works and what what happens when we when we watch a video as opposed to reading a piece of text and for me it's um it's there's just what happens is um if somebody's read uh they'll go to a, a website and they'll look at the website pages and they might read one or two pages but if you've got a video on that website then actually they'll watch the website from beginning to end and it'll be 2 minutes and it'll corpor- incorporate everything on that website so it's time saving for them but also what happens is if they had read the information they would have lost most of the content that they've read within 72 hours or like even probably less 24 mm-hmm. hours whereas if we look at um, video the retention is significantly higher so three days after they've watched your video the, the audience will actually be able to reiterate what they've saw, seen and read in that um, Oh, sorry, seen and viewed on that particular video. Yeah, no, I guess even thinking on a personal level, you know, the number of times you've gone, come out of a movie and been able to recite lines from that movie almost straight away or TV shows as well. Uh, typically, when you, re- when you read a good book, unless you've actually spent a fair bit of time engaged and rereading a number of areas, you may not be able to do it with the same level of detail and, uh, you know, graf- gra- graphic and be able to show it the same way. So really interesting. Yeah, and it's also, and don't forget that it get, it hits all the senses as well. 
So it's all, it's visual and it's auditory as well because usually there's either sound or there's music or there's something um, that's 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 stimulating the senses as well. So, and that's why I think you get it. I mean, they say there's much, there's a lot of stuff on the internet at the moment that says that one video is. Um, a minute video is equivalent to 1.8 million words. Not sure whether that's correct, but um, it's it's very much about that, you know, getting that cut through to the customer, but then retaining it and remembering the brand or remembering what they've seen um, at the end of it. Yeah, look, absolutely. And I guess there's, there's no doubt that the availability of video has uh, has increased. And certainly, even from watching my nephews on the weekend, they're not watching TV, they're watching individual YouTube channels that they've picked. And, uh, yep. you know, and, and there's certainly a whole lot of stats, you know, one of the my favourite ones that I'm looking at the moment is the uh, internet minute of uh, the fact that there's 1.3 million video views every minute and 30 hours of upload. But I guess from an individual business point of view, um, you know, particularly for a lot of our listeners right now, they'll be thinking, well, okay, that's fine. You know, why would they find my business and why would they be looking for a video from my business at the same time? The, I think that if I was to, I, I guess, put the gauntlet down, I would say it's because they're seeking answers to their problems. And the best way to... Um, in the shortest possible way with the greatest level of retention is through video to do that. So they're on the internet searching um, and there's a, there's a really interesting Google search. I mean, I think there's even Google now have every single day, there's still at least 50 new chains, word chains that are searched for every day. So people are out there looking for answers to their problems and looking for solutions and they're also looking for a bit of entertainment as well. Um, and so they're wanting to... To see, um, and in regard to the pharmacies, you know, they're very much looking at. Um, they'd be wanting to get their sort of minor issues solved, and how do you treat a burn, and how do you do this, and which is just basic first aid knowledge in the home. Um, I know as a mother myself that that half the time I look at look at it, something's happened. I'm going, oh, do I really know what to do here? Um, and whereas if, and you don't need to call the ambulance, but you actually want to be able to treat or. Um, sort of helping a sick child or whatever it is and you just you know people will default to going to their mobile phones and quickly looking it up and saying how do I deal with a burn or how do I deal with a you know a, a cut knee or that sort of thing. Yeah, well, there's no doubt that the world's most famous doctor right now is Dr. Google and uh, doesn't always mean that Dr. Google's always right, um, which is nope. why we often do see our customers come in and want to validate their thoughts and uh, decisions uh, with a trusted advisor like a pharmacist. But uh, I guess typically these exchanges have only been when you physically come to the individual pharmacy rather than uh, through any other means. So I, I guess what you're saying there is that potentially some of the, I guess, the most common issues that we might be seeing coming into our pharmacies may be opportunities to create videos. Absolutely. And I think you just hit the nail on the head. You're saying it's Dr. Google. So what's the first thing people are doing is that they're going on and searching the internet. So if you can be found to be solving those problems, then you're putting yourself far and above your um, competitive pharmacies because they're going, oh, hang on a minute, this person knows a little bit about it. Why don't I just go down to their pharmacy and find out a little bit more and actually uh, speak to the person that's actually has actually done the video that's told me what to do and then, like, yeah, like you said, go into the pharmacy and, and reaffirm that it's the right step to take. Yeah, and, and often there's a lot of confidence and reassurance in that. And sometimes it does then mean that we need to refer them on to a doctor, but we do have tended to be historically that first point of call. Um, but, you know, with the emergence of digital technologies, you know, be it social media, which we've spoken about in, I guess, recent weeks, and um, and also, I guess, the, the emergence of different resources that hadn't existed, whether it be guides or even other resources that um, exist in medical clinics overseas, the Mayo Clinic in the US is a great publisher of health content. Um, it can all get quite diluted and not exactly tailored to an individual person. So it's it's interesting, you know, in terms of you know how a modern pharmacy will deal with that. Um, and and I guess you know as, as as we're talking here, you know, some of the videos that could be created by the pharmacy could be things that solve these problems, perhaps on a on a, on a first pass level in terms of knowing what to do first, and you know perhaps the first step may be to come to the pharmacy. But I guess where would you see the, the, the biggest opportunities for video in pharmacy, I guess, even from your experience? Um, 
Uh, it's so funny. Whenever I look at any businesses, I just go, "Oh my God, there's opportunities everywhere for video." Like every every message should be in video. So I think, I think as a as a starting point, um, every pharmacy should be having a video, which is a promotional video, which talks about their why. You know what? Every pharmacist, uh, pharmacist, I can't even say the word. Um, every pharmacy <laughs> guy that I've ever met. They're, they've had a really different and a very unique approach and some because um, it's based on that. So the pharmacy in which they're working in is ba- very much based around their philosophy and their why. Um, I've worked, I've got had two pharmacies that I've been very, very close with over the last six years and the reason why I'm very close to them is because I had six, uh, twins and so I was housebound but I was also in complete unknown and I relied heavily on those those pharmacists to, to actually help and guide me. But they also provided extraordinary service and I could just ring them up and I would have, um, say, some pseudo cream or something like that on my doorstep in half an hour or two hours because I because they knew I couldn't get out of the house. So, But had I, I only came, I stumbled across them. So what I would be um, endorsing is that is the pitch video is the um, the why getting getting the the owner of the pharmacy in front of the camera and looking genuinely down the lens and doing what we call piece to camera and and just saying I started this pharmacy because this is what I wanted to do this is what I believe in I'm about supporting the community I'm about you know um, education or whatever it is that you might be and actually really really promoting the pharmacy as to who they are because at the end of the day people do business with people they don't do it with with a with a, an actual shop or a retailer they do business with people so I continuously go back to my same pharmacies it, I try I get I have to pay more they're not the cheap pharmacies but I do it because I want that rapport, that ongoing rapport. And every single time I work into those pharmacies that I deal with, I they know me by name and they know the children and they all say hello. And the other day I was getting – the kids were getting special gifts and they were getting lollies and I'm like, stop with the lollies, please. <laughs> but um, – so and so that I think is for most people. Um, I think that's really really important. Is that they establish that, even if it's via video, a rapport with the person who, whose philosophy is built and and the foundation of the pharmacy itself. Yeah. Look, and and sometimes that's sometimes the hardest thing to communicate. I know that a lot of colleagues have spoken about in terms of creating videos. Uh, I know there was a great one about a month ago, and uh, all our listeners will be quite familiar with my little preview videos that I do before each podcast episode. And one of the colleagues I was meeting with just saw how easy it was to shoot it on a uh, smartphone. But uh, you know, he thought, oh, I I could do that. And then it was like, well, what do I say? And um, often that sometimes is the barrier to getting behind the camera is like okay if the camera's there how do you get that message right and you know I know that you know it's quite easy to have that conversation when you're talking to another person but once that lens of cameras in front of you it can all change yeah, absolutely. The messaging, I I think, is the hardest part of the jigsaw puzzle. There's several sort of pieces that need to come together to create a great video, and and the messaging, or the all scripting, or storyboarding, as we call it, um, is is possibly the hardest part. Because if you don't get that right, then the rest, the video, actually can be a complete waste of time and money and I think when it comes to a pitch video I mean I I find myself even though I I can market for other people's uh, businesses and I can see and cut through to get to the heart of what they're talking about I find it very difficult to do it myself so I always have to seek expert advice when it comes to pitching my own business because they can actually see me and what I'm doing far better than I can see myself so if I was doing the promo video and wanting to do something then I'd definitely be seeking um, expert advice in regard to doing that um, and getting that script right and, and really getting your why right. Um. Yeah, look, it's, it's, I guess it's so important, you know, because, you, again, if you're going to have that conversation and it's going to be on scale and it's going to be playing 24 hours a day, seven days a week on your Facebook page or even on your website, um, it's so key that, you know, you're, you're as well understood as if you were having that, that conversation in person each time. So, you know, I guess to get it right is, you know, in a, in a way, it's one of the most difficult things, but at the same time, you know, as we've seen even with some of, some of our 
iconic Australian brands like Baker's Delight, where you know I'm sure it was quite a professional production, but it came across as uh, you know quite amateur and informal uh, to really understand the people that are behind the business and uh, you know what goes into the ingredients of their brands. So I guess it's uh, I guess it's a case of finding I guess what works for each individual pharmacy and particularly the owner. I also think there's, um, yeah, very true, Robert, but I also think there's another component that needs to be um, considered as well is that basically people have, when it comes to videos, they essentially have a 60-second attention span. So there's lots and lots of research out there that talks about the fact that people's attention span starts dropping off at 60 seconds, 90 seconds, you'll see a a definite drop-off, and then by two minutes, most people will bunk out and stop watching the video. And unless it is really good and really, really engaging. So the reason why I re- always recommend that you get help with the pitch and your why is because when you're a business owner, you tend to, you, there's so much about what it is that you do and being really concise about it is actually very, very difficult. And actually most, it's so funny, when I work with business owners, they, they, I usually start with a five-minute script about what it is that they do um, and, you know, their why, why they do it. But I have to, in most scenarios, bring it down to at least 120 seconds, so two-minute mark. And if I can, if I can bring it down to a 60-second mark, then I know that I've done a, a good job because they just, they'll get it really quickly, but it's about making sure that you also share the message really, really quickly as well. Yeah, look, absolutely. And, you know, look, it's obviously, you know, like you said, you know, 60 seconds isn't, isn't a lot of time um, to, to get that through. But, you know, I, I guess it's, you know, in a case it may be, you know, that, uh, you know, even the particular pharmacy owner, it may be a, a different format. Um, I know I've seen some some videos being done where they've been interviewed and they're looking a little bit off to the camera. Um, and that was the, rate, the way it was able to come out as opposed to them having to, I guess, memorize and recite a script yeah well you definitely don't have to memorize but it does it comes across more genuine we have teleprompters that sit in front of the camera so you can actually read it um and but it's it is really important that they you just it comes from the heart that's really important for me um i'm doing some uh videoing this wednesday and we're ta- we're doing exactly that style we're doing the interview so the per- the people the key stakeholders are talking off screen in a in a more of a relaxed environment and we're, we're doing that to one make them comfortable but also because we want to give a really genuine sort of sense and feel about what they're saying so it is very important and i think that's another reason why you need to speak to experts for your promo video and not for all videos but it's they can help you work out your the best way to create your video and bring it together that shows your your true self or the business's true self so um, I think that's invaluable yeah yeah absolutely and I guess even getting started you know look we often come across some funny stories that happen in the pharmacy every day or common presentations of different types of things so it it could also be that um, you know one of the first videos that we produce may be something a little more informal and perhaps you know sharing a um, a case study or even some of our um, I guess most helpful um, information that we've shared with um, customers in store that particular day you know being flu season and you know it might be a particular product that's actually seen some great results in terms of prevention of cold and flu or it might be even if we head up towards spring um, you know how we can prevent hay fever and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's when you move away from the, the having the need for expert help and you actually can set up as a routine for yourself or your staff. I mean, in most pharmacies that I go into, there's a, a lot of Gen Ys in there working and they're not afraid to get in front of the camera and have a bit of a chat. So um, there's they can or they can actually hold the camera while, while you're chatting. <laughs> I definitely think that... Um, you know, as I said before, people are wanting solutions to problems and answers to the, to their questions. And if you've got things, common events that are happening in your pharmacy on a regular basis, then then you should be 
videoing those and chatting about them um, and all you have to do at the end of that is simply download them to your computer using a software sort of like Camtasia or ScreenFlow and you just dump the video in and, and you put a little intro and outro which you can buy on Fiverr for I think it's about $5 you can get a, uh, a really cool intro introduction and uh, um, outro and the introduction is just Basically, it might be dilemma for today or whatever it may be. So it might be what you call your um, videos, which are addressing, you know, answering questions. Um, and then the outro is basically your contact details and where to, where to find you. So, and you just dump them together, put a bit of music over the top, and um, and then you can have your video pretty much produced in an hour. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, you know, that's when that's when power, video can become really powerful. Um, but the issue also, Robert, from there is it's one thing to produce it and to have it going up there, but you also need to be found. So there is definitely a recommendation to be able to have some marketing spend in there to start building um, your followers. And um, and it could be as much as spending like $20 a day on Facebook or YouTube just to make sure that your videos coming up when those certain terms are being searched upon. Yeah, well, absolutely, Jules. And, and you've answered one one question I was going to pose to you coming up from recent episodes where we've been talking about um, improving your pharmacy digital presence and particularly social media. And one of the most common questions we got after these uh, shows have been, what do I put on social media? And, uh, you know, I guess there's no better place to be putting these videos in the right context um, to be to be found by, you know, current customers, but also those prospective ones as well. Well, absolutely. And the pharmacies, I don't, I'm making an assumption here, but I would say the pharmacies, one of their, their strongest um, patrons would be mums um, coming in and because I know how much I've spent <laughs> <laughs> over the years. And mums are found on Facebook that's an Instagram and Pinterest. That's where they are. That's where they're hanging out. And if you can disrupt their, their um, looking at, you know, the next birthday party ideas or whatever with a, with a, with a great little, you know, 30 second commentary on how to deal with minor burns at home, it's, they're going to stop and watch it. And they're going to remember it. Well, Jules, and I think the problem might be there is how do we compete with the cat videos and all of these high-ranking videos that uh, end up in these channels uh, where we might be participating as well? Don't compete is my <laughs> thing. Just don't compete with them because everybody likes to have just just to turn their brain off. And when they're watching the cat videos, it's all about like, I guess the and dopamine and things like that in their brain and 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 they need to get that so just don't compete with those but be there when they need their problem solved yeah. so at that when they're looking at the cat videos it's just because they're trying to relax and they're turning their brain off um, but be there when they're actually on there searching for something interesting that they need a problem solved and you can, all you have to do is go onto the chat forums of like Kidspot or something like that go onto the chat forums and you'll see the most common threads of what parents are looking for to try and solve the problems in regard to um, how a pharmacy can help. Yeah, and look, I know that it's <clears throat> people aren't always on social media looking for health advice and so forth. And sometimes it could very well be that, you know, we've got first-time mums that are up at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning breastfeeding, checking out Facebook, and they might pick up a tip of, uh, you know, obviously the, be the best baby nutrition tips and things like that that may actually be quite relevant for them at that particular point in time. It's just something yeah. that uh, you just need to keep introducing in front of them as well. Or how to get rid of stretch marks yeah you know the post-birth stuff that um you know how to get you know even it doesn't even have to relate to a product that you have in the pharmacy it's just about sharing knowledge and information and answering people's questions that ultimately will end up leading them into you so if you talk about how to uh, you know eliminate stretch marks um through a particular herb or something like that then they're going to remember that and they're going to remember where it comes from so they'll probably come back to you to find out well how do i get rid of you know i've I don't know what it might be. I've got a sore finger. What do I do? Yeah. Um, and you know, they, it's about not, you may not answer, you may not get them the first time. You may not get them the second time, but you'll definitely get them the third time because all of a sudden they've got the, the continuous of the brand recognition coming through and they're going, these guys really genuinely want to help us solve our problems. I need to go and find out more about who they are.
Yeah, look, absolutely. And I guess, as you mentioned just earlier, the Facebook ads, you know, you've got the ability to target your individual postcode as well. So it doesn't have to be a message that you have to send globally as well. It can be very local um, and relevant to your community as well. So that's important. And did you know about uploading the database, Robert? So if you've got, and they do, pharmacies have a database of people, if you upload, and it's incognito, if you upload your contacts onto Facebook, what it does is it goes and finds those people and then finds people who have got similar interests. So it very, very cleverly... um, understands your demographics your the where you're pulling your customers from and then it will it will then find more people similar to that in the same area so it's so powerful oh we're absolutely talking ninja tactics here with things like uh, i believe it's custom audiences um so you know very advanced forms of facebook but it gives you the idea of the power of the platform um and and what what's possible um when you dip your toes into that environment you know quite often we've advertised in the past with uh local uh newspapers and uh even um you know in different um i guess community organization newsletters to try and get that targeted feel um, but, you know, quite often you'd think, well, how often do people pick up these newsletters and local newspapers and read them, whereas Facebook's something that you may be on there several hours a day. Um, so to be able to get that um, targeted nature and, you know, at that stage you'd know that every dollar you're spending is getting to the right people, which is, you know, ultimately pretty important. And, and Jules, you mentioned earlier um, just a couple of tools that you mentioned, uh, Camtasia and ScreenFlow as video editing. Um, is, is video editing something that our listeners should really be considering or I guess are there other options that they could be looking at in terms of you know capturing the content but um, having someone else I guess do all of that quite simply um I guess it depends it very much depends on the budget um but also if you're doing filming on iPhones then you're really wanting to do uh you're not going to be cutting pieces together um so for instance when I'm I'm doing the filming this um, tomorrow, we're actually we've got two different people to, answering the same questions, and then we're going to cut it together on which ones give the best answer, and that's kind of, I guess, advanced post production. Whereas where what I'd be suggesting to get you to start dipping your toe into using video is to actually do a take from beginning to end. So there is no cutting in there. You've got the audios quite strong. You can actually get a mic that you touch to your phone. So the audio is good. And all you need to do is you've got one file beginning to end that you can then just simply um, launch out there. There's no major techniques. And um, and I say use Camtasia because you can actually put the video in there. You can actually add little snippets at the beginning and end and put some um, music over the top. So it's really nice and easy. So in those scenarios, but if you go, if you just say you've got, just say you've been doing a whole month and you've got this, um, I guess, a showreel or you've got five, you've got 10, 10 problems that you've solved you've, um, or you're talking about fears and you're reduced talking about the fears and there's like lots of different footage that you've recorded over a space of a month. Then if I would be um, basically going on to things like Elance or Odesk um, and get finding somebody who can do the post-production for you there, um, it shouldn't cost, like in Australia, you pay about 60 to $100 per hour for post-production, whereas if you put it online through um, and outsourced it overseas, then you could definitely you might only actually pay 50 bucks for the for the um, post-production um, and they'll just cut together and, and then deliver you what we call an MP4 file, which is the video file. Yep. And uh, for our listeners, we're going to put all these links in the show notes as well. So don't uh, don't lose the dog. Don't jump off a treadmill. We'll be able to put all these li- <laughs> links in here and make sure that you get those. And, and I guess, Jules, you're mentioning tools like, like Fiverr, Elance, Odesk. We're talking about, you know, virtual staff and assistants where, you know, they may, some may be in Australia, some may not be. Um, but yeah. I guess it's accessing that global pool of talent um, that, you know, we haven't been able to, I guess, work with previously. Yeah, I oh God, I love it. I love it. I think it's extraordinary that we have this ability. So I have animators that work for me. I mean, one of my biggest passions is motion graphics animations. I mean, you you and I have been talking a lot about real footage, but and we probably should talk about motion graphics animation yeah. and how it, it can be even more powerful than real footage. But um, the animated – so I've got animators that work for me all over the world and I've got uh, designers that work for me all over the world as well. And it's And it's – 
part of it's because of price, but the other part is I can get phenomenal talent that I may not be able to actually resource here in Australia as well. Um, or if I can resource them, nine times out of ten, they're too expensive um, to, to be able to do it. So that it's a definitely a resource to do it. But there are a ca- few caveats about d- working with freelancers. Especially, there are certain countries where um, – some are better than at certain types of things than others. Um, and the caveat that one of the things that I've always done is I've always given it to two freelancers. So if one freelance messes it up or doesn't do a good job or doesn't meet deadline, and I've always got a backup and your chances of, uh, you've at least got 50% chance that you're going to get the project finished and right through to the end. And so instead of spending 50 bucks doing one, I'll spend $100 um, engaging two post-production people and they'll bring it together for me and I'll at least have two different um, sort of videos at the end of it. Yeah, and I guess, you know, the, the initial problem we were talking about there of perhaps a, uh, a, a shyer pharmacy owner not wanting to get in front of the camera could actually be solved through animation in that they could oh create God. an avatar for themselves. Ah, it's perfect. Absolutely perfect. I just because I, motion graphics animation is my thing. I love, I love it. Um, but and it's so weird. People, whenever you think of video, you automatically think of real footage. And and I'm on a mission to make sure that that's not the case. Video can be in any shape or form. It's basically moving images. So um, you can, you know, with things like PowerPoint, you can create video now. You just basically put all your slides together, and then you can output it as a video. So motion graphics animation is a powerful tool and in fact I think it sometimes can be more powerful than um, than actual real footage because you can get complex ideas and concepts across in a far far simpler way and also because there's there's just sort of there's the music and there's lots of actions and so sometimes you can have the voiceover which is telling the story but you can supplement it with having words on the screen that they're watching as well so they're getting both sort of their visual and auditory hit simultaneously um, in a very very powerful way and so yeah I got Robert don't get me started I could talk all day (laughs) (laughs) and look I guess you know when we're talking about um, you know helpful content that we're putting through social media I guess one of the great things of uh, of video um, is that it can you know it can lend itself to a potentially just an audio format uh, depending on what the visual elements are that could be another piece of content you may be able to create there may be a summary graphic um, or perhaps even a, a, a transcribed post that might come from that video as as well, which uh, again, as we spoke about earlier, in terms of how people may engage with the content, you know, some people may just be very, very happy reading something. Uh, it may be a smaller proportion, mind you, uh, but still, um, you know, to be able to, I guess, appeal to the same audience in different levels, it's got a lot of uh, potential to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a big advocate that everything should be in multiple forms. So if you've got a fact sheet that you're doing um, in the pharmacy, then turn it into all forms. So turn it into uh, like a uh, an A4 sheet that's in, accessible in a pharmacy, turn it into a blog post on online, turn it into a video, turn it into a slide share um, and turn it into, you know, 10 different 140 character bytes for Twitter. Um, you basically repurpose um, the concept and the knowledge that you're sharing so that you're hitting, like you said, you're hitting all bases. The people that like to read, they'll read it. People who like to pick up the physical thing will come in and pick it up and the people who just want to watch videos will watch the video. Yeah, and and I guess you know what we're talking about here. I could imagine for our for our average listener right now, they're feeling quite overwhelmed uh, with all of the possibilities and potential there. But you know, in terms of a starting point, um, you know, we've spoken about a number of different types of videos. You know, different ways of doing that, whether it be a professional, whether it be through an iPhone as well. But I guess you know, for someone who's just starting, perhaps they just want to shoot their first thing, dip their toes in. I guess what would be the first couple of things that you'd you'd recommend? Recommend they do, Jules. Okay, the f- first sort of steps that I would do is that every, I mean, I, every business should have a promotional video, um, which is a, a, basically a summary of your why. Why? Why would customers want to walk through the door? And I think that's really important. And I, I also think with pharmacies, there's a lot of legacy in there that the owners have these stories of how they've built their pharmacies from beginning to end. And I think those owner stories, um, the storytelling component of that is is really intriguing and people love to watch that. The next one that I'd be looking at is doing um, facilities. 
so basically doing uh, recording around the, the pharmacy. They want to build rapport with the staff and they want to know that they can trust you because they're actually talking to you about sometimes it's very private, sometimes it's very um, sort of uncomfortable and they need to be able to establish that rapport and feel comfortable to walk into your facility. So they're the two things. So you need to, for me, video would be about the first two is to start off with building that level of comfort of knowing the why um, the facilities and also pharmacy staff. There's um, when you come in, I, when I go into the pharmacies that I go into that I'm very loyal to is they all know my name the minute I walk in the door and I'm greeted when I come in there. But if I, if there was a video, I may not have met them before, but I know from that video who I'm actually dealing with and I've already um, built some sort of I guess knowledge about that person so I feel comfortable to go and talk to them about you know precious issues or just basically getting some moisturizing cream whatever it may be and then the other one where and those those sort of videos are the ones that are stable they're kind of in the organization they're on your website they're on your YouTube channel and and they don't need to be changed. They might last for, you know, 12 months if um, staff are not turning over too much. And they, they'll pretty much stay the same and you can, you've got those and definitely worth the investment. And then the other side of the coin that I would recommend that pharmacies sort of start once they get their confidence up, once you've gone through the process and you've worked with professionals, um, if you can, then you'll know a lot more knowledge that you can then use in um, creating your own videos. And um, hopefully Robert and I'll do, we might actually, we might have to have a chat, Robert, about mm. how we can do a training course on how to do a Camtasia yep. video. Um, so to record in the pharmacy, we could do some mock-ups and then show how we piece it together. So... I would be focusing on the sharing of knowledge and that's where you'd be more prolific as opposed to perfect and that's where you're using your iPhones, you've got um, an audio component attached to your iPhone and you're creating, you're, like you said Robert, taking commonalities that you're experiencing every day um, and actually bringing those to life in a short video keep them to 30 seconds, um, if you can, maximum 60 seconds, and be producing those on a regular basis. There's a guy um, that I referred to ages ago. He's a lawyer um, in the USA, and he basically every week he goes and puts himself out in the park and he talks about a case study at a very, very high level. But he does it in a way that it's not – it's not sharing information that's that's critical to a case or, or um, you know, basically he's not overstepping the professional boundaries, but he's still in a, producing videos that are extremely informative to people. And he's prolific. Apparently he's got thousands to the thousands of views and things like that because he's just – he's talking generally, but he's sharing his knowledge, he's alleviating fears, he's solving problems. And that's, that's where I think on a weekly basis, um, even – daily basis you could be producing a lot of content that really gets a lot of traction if done well yeah absolutely and i think that's really key there jules in terms of you know when you start a strategy that it's not something that uh you know comes in fits and spurts and we've seen a lot of colleagues you know get stuck into facebook for a couple of weeks not really see any traction not really any change not many extra people coming into the pharmacy so they give it up um so i guess you know we, we, for, for our yeah. colleagues that are thinking about this okay i might have to invest some time and some money into this you know when could i see return on investment or will i even get return on investment of engaging with video yeah the other i was just actually thinking about the other way pharmacies can use video as well is that there's always that time when you come in and lay a prescription down on the on the counter and then there's the time while it's been um sort of uh sorted out by yeah. the pharmacy um there's like sometimes you're sitting there for 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. If you eat, I mean, sorry, I'm probably going jumping to doing ninja stuff, but <laughs> you can have iPads there, which is a collection of, of really, really interesting things so that people can just sit there and watch, uh, watch your videos on an iPad to find out more about you. So you're actually consolidating. Because I think with pharmacies, you've got footfall, don't you? And it's like, how yeah. do you make that footfall come back? And um, and it's so it's about making them aware that you've got this video content that you're producing um, about why making them aware as to why they need to come back to you and not other people. And that's where the promo videos and why come in and things like that. So that that's another idea as well. 
Yeah, look, you know, and I guess, you know, not everything can be attributed back to, you know, an individual return investment of dollars per video produced and so forth, but that relationship that's created there as well. And I suppose the video gives you the opportunity to cultivate relationships in a digital sense that make then arrive in the store. And, you know, we've only recently been talking a lot about how people who are buying online is only usually about 3% of people who are just going to buy initially. But if there's a business that have got inf- information, interesting content that they can relate to, that relationship may become an offline relationship that they come into the pharmacy for. So, you know, those things in this digital world can't be forgotten as well. Yeah, I mean, you could get the Gen Ys. Like if it, if, even if you've got a sale items on in the pharmacy at the time, you could just get the Gen Ys to film it with them talking about it, going, guys, you've got to come down here. We've got all this stuff. You know, we've got all these nail polish and things like that. We need you to get rid, rid of them. Look, <laughs> there's the favourite colour. Look, I've done my hands. And it could be fun. And people will just go, oh, God, I need to jump in the car and go down and buy it. Um, so there's one of the things that um, – that we're providing at the end of this is um, a seven ingredients of uh, an engaging explainer video. And and there's certain elements that are really important and humour is one of them um, is a very, very important or emotion, like trying to conjure up an emotion or, or humour or something in there. So having somebody, you know, doing a bit of a spiel about the latest sale you've got on in the pharmacy is, is, is a great and fun way and people love that. Well, I think it's an interesting point you touch on there as well, because one of the uh, most common videos of one of our two two biggest discount chains, uh, Priceline and Chemist Warehouse, are actually individual customers that have gone in there and they record these haul videos of what they bought there and how cheap it was and how much they got for ten dollars or something like that uh, now i don't think either of those two brands have cottoned onto that fact and are really not exploiting it as as much of an opportunity for them as perhaps something that may be you know c- propagating itself in its own momentum without their involvement yeah yeah and there's another case study coca-cola i think it was coca-cola they had an the boy there was two guys that started the coca-cola facebook page and they so it wasn't they weren't even like there it wasn't it was the customers like they were just really big fans of coke and they started the facebook page and interesting enough both those guys are now actually working full time for for coca-cola <laughs> but um so yeah it doesn't it doesn't have to be serious and and things like that it can be fun and it can be i mean testi- customer testimonials are the, one of the most powerful things that you can do and i was talking to a coffee shop owner the other day and i was saying let's get a booth like a photo booth set up where the customers can go in and and post a silly silly video post on your facebook um to say how yummy the coffee was and so it can be as simple as that simple and as quirky as as that um because gathering testimonials is one of your strongest marketing definitely yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess as we as we project forward and, uh, you know, I usually get my crystal ball out and see, I guess, where things may be going, not only from a pharmacy industry point of view, but also some of the technologies that we're looking at and what they may evolve into. You know, where do you see, I guess, the future of video going here, Jules? You know, obviously, we see a number of new technologies coming out where you can be fully immersed in an experience through video, like virtual reality and things like that. But I guess, where do you see that heading, I guess, not only for a pharmacy owner, but a small business owner, which much the same. That's an interesting question, Robert. Um, what we do know is that we do know that uh, by 2017, 80% of all traffic on the internet is going to be video. Um, so we do know that it's not going away. Um, it's not just a fad. Uh, it's going to actually be the foundation of most communication going forward. Um, so and because of you know and so and the other interesting thing is because everybody is spending most of their time on tablets or mobile phones um, even when they're in the front of the television video is the easiest way to for them to view content so trying to read tiny tiny text is just the biggest turnoff so so we know that it, the whole video philosophy the video for messaging for communicating is not going away. It's it's here to stay, and we need to be um, embracing it. I kind of had the philosophy that I think Australia is about five years behind the rest of the world. Um, we're not using it or to the or taking it to the to the level that it kind of needs to be doing. Most businesses don't have a video, and I I'm on a mission to make sure every every company in Australia has at least one video. Um, so. 
the future, they're now building, there's a lot of platforms um, called interactive video. So it means that you can actually start to interact with the video partway through the video. So we're seeing a lot of technology which is built into the videos to be able to make them, I guess, more powerful sales machines and things like that. You know, we see um, there's a uh, business hosting now. So whenever you think about video hosting, you think about uh, YouTube and Vimeo, it's its creative brother and but actually now there's a lot of business hosting um, platforms and and there's so much more you can add to them you can add call to actions which click through to landing pages and things like that so I think we're very at the very very early stages of an emerging industry I think there's going to be a lot of evolution over the next three to five years in regard to video um, but I definitely don't think it's going to go away. Yeah so absolutely sounds like a, uh, a tidal wave building and uh, it sounds like we need to be jumping on it uh, as, as, as soon as it, as soon as we can. Yeah absolutely I just yeah definitely and it's it's just the best way to communicate to your customers it gets their retention and it gets cut through really quite well if it's done very well so um, I'm all up for for every business having the videos and and multiple different sort of you know creative ideas of using it that's that's the fun part yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and and for our listeners as well who, um, you know, we've covered a lot today in terms of, you know, how you can go about getting started and I guess what are the key messages and key videos that you need to be thinking about. And there are obvious ways we can get started, but ways you can improve the quality of the creation and also the publishing. So Jules has very kindly offered uh, a copy of her recently published book. So well done with that, Jules. Um on capture more customers with video um so any any if any of our listeners today who want to put a comment in the show notes or a question um you'll be able to get a copy of jules's book and we'll also have a link in the show notes as well so make sure you uh, grab that um at the end of our chat yeah absolutely the book is um it's it's a very, really practical book. So basically, it's I designed it specially so everybody could pick it up and start using video themselves. So, um, or at least know how to manage the outsourcing of the process. So, really practical. It'll give you great foundation of strategy that you need, the thinking that you need to do behind the videos that you're going to be producing. Ah, oh, fantastic. Thank you, Jules. And Jules, absolutely fantastic. You could join us on the show. Absolutely enjoyed it. I know our listeners have gotten so much out of it and uh, look forward to uh, following your journey and uh, having you back on the show in the uh, not too distant future. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. It's been my pleasure. And I, um, yeah, and I just wish everyone the best on their, on their, their video plight. Ah, oh, fantastic. Now, thanks, Jules. Appreciate it. Well, I've got no doubt that away from the pharmacy, we're contributing to those 1.3 million video views and 30 hours of uploaded footage, perhaps from a personal point of view, but perhaps from a business point of view, we're not maximizing the benefits. And there are some big businesses, big media organizations that have maximized the benefits of engaging people with video for so long. And now it is our opportunity to be able to do that. As Jules is talking about, by 2017, all web traffic or 80% of it will be video, which is such an important opportunity if we're going to stay relevant and stay engaged with our customers both online and offline in 2017. So we need to get started. My three key learnings, well, the first one's a clear one. We need to conquer our fear of video. I'm sure a few of us have done the ice bucket challenge in the last 12 months, and that wasn't a problem because there was a huge motivating force of helping MND sufferers by doing that and putting a donation forward. And it didn't seem to be a problem for us to do it at the time. But realistically, being able to extend the conversations that we're having in our pharmacies already. We have some great stories. We've got some great individual events to be sharing that are happening in our pharmacies every day. We just need to view video the same way. We need to project our best customers onto the end of the lens and tell those stories to a scale of audience of people that already coming to our pharmacy but perhaps haven't yet to come into our pharmacy get the people to know who your team members are what do they specialize in who's the vitamin specialist who specializes in mother and baby for the mums that are spending huge amounts of time on facebook 
all throughout the day. Remember, when these videos are available through social media on your website, it's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's really extending those fantastic stories and conversations. It might be your story, why you started the pharmacy, how you contribute to your community. And you're able to do that while you're sleeping, whilst customers may be browsing at 3 a.m. or 2 a.m. If you're a mum at night breastfeeding, you might be looking at whatever floats your boat on Facebook. Sure, you're going to be competing with cat videos, but as Jules mentioned, we don't need to compete with them. We just need to make it relevant to our customers, and we can tailor that relevance through Facebook as well. And number two, as I mentioned there, is turning your business on 24 hours a day, seven days a week with video. Sure, and there's never been more searches for Dr. Google. As Jules mentioned, more and more different types of searches are coming up on Google every day. So people are searching for answers and they quite often turn to us to be able to validate and I guess filter some of that information before they take it further, before they see a doctor and perhaps before they invest in any medicines or any other treatments and services services as well. So we need to be available not only in the pharmacy to answer those questions, but also online as well, and perhaps creating our own content that may answer some of those frequently asked questions as well, and utilizing the power of social media to actually distribute that as well. It's so important, as we mentioned, particularly for mums and where people's attention is. The attention economy is on social media right now. It's not on newspapers, it's not on TV, and there's never been easier to tailor your message to a particular community through a platform like Facebook as well. And number three is publishing is not just for the big TV stations. Sure, you do need to perhaps edit the videos if it's a series of them, as Jules mentioned, and perhaps add on an introduction and an outro, which you can very easily put together with a tool like Fiverr, which is utilized. I guess virtual people all around the world to put that together for you for $5. I'll put the links in the show notes for you to get stuck in there. But Jules provides a very practical, very, very succinct blueprint of how you can go about setting up your videos through her book, which I encourage you all to hit her up for a question in the show notes there at uh, robertstar.com forward slash episode 70, and you'll get a copy of Jules's book for doing that. And I know you absolutely love it as well. And we'll put all the links for the tools in there as well, the different publishing platforms. And I guess the key message to take away from all of this, as you may already be seeing with our preview videos for these episodes, is you just need to get started. Sometimes the lighting may not be right, the positioning may not be right, but once you get started, it's about continuing that conversation, continuing your messages so that you can continue communicating with your customers, not only inside, but outside the pharmacy as well. Well, that brings us to our transformation motivational quote of the week, which comes to you as a twist because it's going to be a video today. If you've ever had a day where you think, I can't climb that wall, and we spoke about it at the beginning of this show, 2015, we've hit the midpoint, and again, we've had more external stresses, more downward pressure placed on us, and I'm sure our motivation has taken a hit. But this particular video is one of my favorites. I use it frequently, and it really focuses on one key theme, by anonymous, Life is best lived, and I couldn't agree more. I know you'll love it. You can watch the whole video at robertstar.com forward slash episode 70, and I'd love you to leave a comment in the show notes and let me know what you think and what you took away from it as well. If you've loved this week's episode, leave a comment in the show notes. I read and respond to everyone, and our guests like Jules today are only too happy to respond individually. And of course, if you do this week, you'll get a fantastic copy of Jules's Capture More Customers with video, which will take you step-by-step in more detail than we've even discussed in this episode today of how you can get started capturing more customers with video in your pharmacy. I know you're going to love it. Got a big show coming your way next week. We've got Kim Hesse, the queen of events. And you might be thinking to yourself, events? Well, that's an interesting topic. Why is that important for me and my pharmacy? Well, in such a digitally connected world, we often can feel more disconnected from not only ourselves, but also our customers as well. And we do talk a lot about embracing digital, but at the same time, it's all aimed 
as Brian Walker told us in episode 53 about capturing that jewel in the pharmacist's crown of the bricks and mortar experience. So all that digital brings them in store for us to give them a remarkable experience. And nothing does that better than events. I know we do them already. We do VIP nights, we do beauty nights, but we don't do them anywhere near as well as we could. And Kim, being the queen of events, is going to share with us all her best tips and tricks and technology tools as well to help us maximize our success with our next event. I know you're going to love it. Have a great week, everyone, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.